Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Father, we thank you for the privilege to hear your word because we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing of your word. We pray, reveal yourself to us. Let the seed of your word that provokes faith, that generates faith, be deposited in our spirit. Grant us a revelation in your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. The theme for this faith seminar is Sola Fide. Let's all say that together. Sola Fide. Please say it again. Sola Fide. Right, what is the meaning of that? Faith alone. Say faith alone. Faith alone. I explain how the five solace of the Reformation. Sola fide, sola gracia, sola um, scriptura, sola de gloria, and solos Christus. These five, the only, by, by faith alone, by grace alone, based on scripture alone, to the glory of God alone, because of Christ alone. Praise the Lord. So the solace, but faith is so important. All these solace have not so much got to do with what you do. When it comes to heaven, marrying earth, heaven doing something on earth, or working on earth, or working for earth, all the other ones, the, the, the four, based on scripture alone, scripture alone, you don't write the scriptures, grace alone, it's God, grace is God at work. He, you don't do anything to move him, to decide to... Okay, now his plan is changing his mind. That is his, his Bible says that no known to God are all his works from the foundation of the earth. So no one tells him what to do. It doesn't take orders from anybody. Or that's grace. So just grace, you don't define what God will do. He defines what he do do by his grace. But Bible talks about how because of his great love, which he loves us, grace operates on the back of mercy. All right. Grace and mercy go together. So um, the scriptures, you don't write the scriptures, you don't define grace. To the glory of God alone, that's, it's very far from you. you. You make sure the glory is going to him. Yes. You don't, all right, to the glory of God alone. And um, because of Christ alone, Christ came to do. So you see, all the four, it's not, that's not based on you. The only thing you bring on the table is faith. So for heaven to work on earth, for, for earth to experience heaven, there must be faith on, on the part of whoever wants to initiate the move or wants to enjoy it. That is why Christians are called believers. Believers. You believe. Right? That, that word believers is it's another way to say people who are walking by faith. Believers. Not just believing in your heart, but it said with the heart man believes. But with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So believing and action is what faith is about. Tomorrow I'll go into that. I wanted to do that today, but we found, we found out that some important things about grace is that Jesus Christ, he only deals with us or when he's, all he looks for is faith. If he can find faith, that's enough. Faith alone. Someone say faith alone. Faith alone. Right. And then we also um, said that... Um, Faith is foundational in Christianity. Faith is foundational. Anything that you can enjoy your Christian work outside of faith. Jesus looks for faith and faith, faith is actually a realm or a realm changer or a level changer. As soon as you begin to operate by faith, your, your status changes. Before people can notice that, it's already changed. And some of you, your status has changed already. From, from a childless couple to a couple with as many children as you want. Amen. You're already there. Just that people haven't seen it. 
Faith is the evidence of things not yet seen. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Do you understand that? So you are not waiting for someone to encourage you that oh, it will be well. You are. You, ah. no, okay, let's say I'm coming to Graceland. Okay, if you are, you are trying to be in Graceland to meet somebody or be in the service and suddenly there's so much traffic and you are worried because you don't know how you're going to get here and someone tells you, don't worry, it will be okay. Maybe you can understand. But if you're already here, here why is there someone telling you, don't worry, you'll be there. You'll be, you are here. You don't need encouragement. Do you understand? When you already have it, see, when hope tells you to be okay. So, oh, it's, it's right. It's all right. So, many people read the scriptures and all they have is their hope. It's good. We have hope through scriptures. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. He said all these things that were written were written for our learning. That we through the scriptures might have hope. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is, am I right? Let's all read it aloud. We through the patience and comfort of scriptures. How many of you have read the scriptures? Sometimes you feel suddenly you feel comforted. So through the patience, that we through the patience and comfort of scriptures might have what? All the things that were written is so that you and I will have hope when we go to the scriptures. All right. But we know that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hmm. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 said, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. All right. So, watch this. The scriptures tell, uh, I read the scriptures, and the scriptures tell me that I will, I, I will have my children. I cannot remain childless. Suddenly, I'm comforted. And I have hope that one day. Now, once I go, that's the hope I get. See, the scriptures say it's possible. I see it's, it's going to happen. It's possible. But faith, faith, once you activate faith and walk in faith, you are not waiting for that day. You are already living in the reality. So, faith is the substance of the thing. So, others are waiting for it to happen. You already have it. Even though it. So, before it shows up, you had it. You were talking about it. You were the Bible says that, Pastor, it says that Abraham believed God. Romans chapter 4. Verse 17 and 18. Abraham believed God who calls the things that be not as though they were. Bible said he gives life to the dead. And he collects the things that be not as though they were. So when you're walking with God, all you'll be hearing is you'll be talking about your, your husband, your millionaire godly husband, your millionaire godly wife, you know, responsible and decent wife. And yet you've been, you are not married. But God is talking to you about those children who will be doing so well that every school wants to give them any scholarship. And yet you are not married, you don't, you don't have a child, and God is talking to you about those things. Now, you can't walk with God if you don't have faith. So that's why faith is a level changer. When you have faith, your level changes because people who are walking around you sometimes will be confused at your terminologies and at the things you say because they don't see what you see, but you are living in a certain reality. No, it's not a mental projection. No, it's different. It is not a positive confession. No, it's different. I'm talking about reality. He said, said, faith is the outcome of shadow. It's substance. Somebody shall substance. The Greek word is hopostasis. Substance. When you have faith, you got substance. It's no idea. Faith is not an idea. Faith is not an ideology. Mental projection. Pray in the sky. Maybe one day. One day. No, faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence, 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 evidence. Now, this, this one, evidence, is God. Well, how much is it? Okay, I'll pay by my card at the shop. Oh, I don't have any money on me. Oh, yes, I, don't worry, I have the card. 
I can pay with a card. If you don't have faith, people will talk you out of your blessings. They will talk you out of your blessings. Because they are sure, a card shall feel the Holy Ghost here. They are walking by sight. So what all the, their worldview is the fact that this A plus B is C. And that's all. So when they, when they, they, they saw A plus B, they are expecting that C. The, the doctor diagnosis, it, it does a diagnosis. See, A plus B knows that this, the, 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 what it means. The fact that maybe you are passing blood in your urine means this. And you are feeling it means this. But you, you, you can see the A plus B, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's it. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. One of our sisters, she said that she did a test. She did a, the, the pregnancy test. It was proven negative. But she believed that there has been a word. So she held on to the word. She did it again. It, looks, it, it was showing negative. The next time she said, no, I am going to the hospital. It went, she went to the hospital and said, please, can you do a test on me because I believe I am pregnant. They said, didn't you do it at all? It doesn't matter. Do it for me because she knew if I tell my husband, my husband might have may say that, you know, let's wait. But she said, she went in faith and they checked it and it was positive and last Sunday you saw her standing here with the baby who the doctor said it would be difficult for her to have. Shout hallelujah. Faith is a substance. I give because I give in faith. I know it's not. I'm trying today when I was praying. It's just, just no, no. I wasn't. Praying. I was meditating actually today, and it just dawned on my spirit. I believe the Lord told me many people try too much. Faith is not a try. Don't try. When you are trying, then you are not in faith. You can't walk in faith trying. Hey, we are trying for each other. Stop using that language. Trying for what? <laughs> we are not trying. So some of us, okay. They said, let me try and see, maybe. Yeah. That's where it, you, you miss it. I, there's a gentleman, there's a story. I don't know if I remember it clearly, but let, I, I, let me attempt to try and remember it. There's a gentleman who I think fell off a certain cliff. And he managed to, he saw a root of a tree on the side of the cliff. So when he was falling, he, that's all he saw. So he held on to it. And now he couldn't climb because there was no way he could go up. So he started screaming. Anyone? And then he said, Lord, help me. God, where are you? Lord, if you are there, help me. And he heard a, a voice. He said, Lord. He said, yes, my son. Are you there? He said, yes, I'm there. Help me. He said, do you believe? Say, yes, I believe you can help me. He said, okay, then let's go of the two. He said, is there any other person who can help? <laughs> is there anyone else? <laughs> there is no way I'm going to let go. This last thing I'm holding on to. Go cook. Abraham believed God who calls the things that be not as though they were. He said he gives life to the dead and calls. So he's talking to you about and he's calling things that in the physical mind and eye, they they are not there. And he calls them as though they were. Not that they will be. He said as though they were. So let's say I'm talking to Pastor Charles and let's say Pastor Charles has not got a son who is 25 years old. And I'm saying that now that your son is 25, what are you talking about? He calls them as though they were. Because faith is the evidence of things not seen. So if you stay in the scene, you will miss God. If you only... That's why he said we walk by gosh. We walk by faith and not by sight. Did you see the report the doctors gave you? A sight. Did you see the reports your bosses told you about? The, the problem, the crisis that is coming? Did you see? Can you, can you feel the pain in your body? Yeah, that's sight. Sight that means sensory perception. 
what the natural senses can pick up your, your, uh, what you see what you taste what you feel what you hear and um, smell what you smell you know, these are the natural, the, the natural senses. But it says that we don't walk, we don't make life decisions based on that. If you want to walk with God, you, those ones, you don't ignore them. They are there. That's fine. The basic decisions like it's cold. You don't say by faith, I don't feel it's cold. I know it's cold, but by that faith. No. They, it to tell you you have faith. But when it comes to life decisions, so long as God's word is saying, if God's word says it's warm, and you feel it's cold. He said, drop the feeling, go on God's word. Now, you don't just decide, okay, I'm going to stay on God's word. But watch this, this faith. Faith then now, I believe that what God has said is so. In spite of what I see, in spite of what I feel, in spite of what I hear, or in spite of what I know or not, don't know. Hmm. That's faith. And that's why we are called believers. All right, so... Faith is, is a realm changer. As soon as you begin to walk by faith, you have changed your address long time. <laughs> Do you know what's happening? Somebody's address is changing right now. Somebody's address is changing right now. You didn't get what I mean. I, 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 don't, I don't mean it to change. As you are listening, the thing is happening right now. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. Someone's wedding is being paid for right now. You see, for your information, it doesn't happen when it shows up. It happens at the time of believing. When it happens, and then you walk knowing that, for instance, a woman who is pregnant, you may not know because maybe it's just one month pregnant or six weeks pregnant, you may not know, but she's walking, being away. She's eight weeks pregnant or ten weeks pregnant, she knows, but you may not know. And so she begins to be careful about where she goes, what she eats or drinks, and all that because she knows, but you may not know. In the same way, when you are walking by faith, because you, are, you, have, you, you, you believe what God has said, and you have taken it to be final, and you are, you are convinced, you've convinced yourself walking by it, what others say, it's, it doesn't matter. He who walks by faith doesn't need an encouragement. Because, to, you know... <laughs> He said that to us, so that we, through the comforts, the patience and the comforts of scriptures. So the scriptures you have read has already given you the comfort and the patience you need. So hope, that comes from scriptures, comes based on the comfort and script, uh, patience the scripture gives you. Now, when faith, faith has gone, faith goes into the future. Tomorrow I'll, I'll go a little bit more about that. Pastor, listen. Abraham. Many people don't know the reason why he's our father. Abraham was a man of faith. He's actually called the father of faith. Abraham. Why? He was saved before Jesus came to die. <laughs> Can you imagine? Abraham was saved before Jesus. He was saved by faith. You see, faith is a game changer. It's, it's no respect of time. Oh, all right, sir. He said, the evidence of things not yet seen, things hopeful. If I put it on the screen, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, he said, Now, let's read it aloud. Let's read it. Now, the evidence of things not seen. Abraham, before Jesus showed up, he has seen him. He saw Jesus before Jesus came. He saw, he received his salvation before Jesus came to die for us to have salvation. And the Bible says that, and it was accounted to him for, for righteousness. His faith. We are, we are saved by grace. We became righteous by faith. And Abraham, by, by grace through faith, it takes faith to be righteous. And Abraham was righteous before Jesus even died. Yeah. Read your Bible, it's there. Romans chapter, I didn't want to go to that. Romans chapter 4. Let's see, verse 1. This is not part of my text, but 
Someone must get it. He said, what shall we say that Abraham, our father, as pertaining, as pertaining to the flesh has found? Can we say he's got anything from, based on the flesh? Go to the next verse. What shall we say? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has whereof, uh, he have whereof to, to glory, but not before God. If it was through his physical things, that physically, if he got through his obedience and works, right. then he has something to boast about. Yeah. But even that he can't come before God, not before God. <laughs> You can boast before men, but not before God. But look at verse 3. He says that, so, verse 3 says, For what says the scriptures? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So he was justified way back, before Jesus came to die for our justification. Right. I'm about to say something. This is too good. I'm about to say something. I feel like clapping for Jesus before I say hallelujah. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? The cross of Jesus is timeless. It's just that for historical purposes, anything on earth must have a historical reference. It must have timeline. Thank you. It must be on the timeline. So God pitched it at a certain time. But it has happened already because he said he was, he was slain at the foundation of the earth. So when Abraham believed, he had believed before time. He told, Jesus told them, Abraham desired to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Far before. And they, they said, ah, who do you think you are? Uh, Abraham, uh, he said, how old are you? You are not even yet 50. And he said, Abraham saw your days. And he said, no, don't you know? John chapter 8, verse 56, 57, 58. He said, don't you know, before Abraham was, I am. He said, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Then the, the, the Jews said, then the Jews said to him, you are not even here 50 years old. How then do you say, you've seen Abraham? You have seen Abraham. And then verse 58, he said that, Jesus said, most assuredly I said, before Abraham was, I am. Ego imi. Before Abraham was, I am. He's always been around. His blood has always been speaking from the foundation. Ah. So faith is timeless. Now, Abraham believed and he, time didn't matter. Can I tell you something else? Where am I going in this area? Abraham, ah, Romans chapter 4. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Now I lift up your right and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, know, Romans chapter 4 opens up with Abraham. Starts talking about Abraham. What, shall, what then shall we say our father Abraham has ascertained according to the flesh? For if he was justified by, uh, uh, by works, uh, he, he has something to boast, but not before God. Then verse, verse 3 talks about, for the script, what does the scripture say? The scripture tells us clearly, the document tells us that Abraham believed God. Look at verse 4. It talks about wages and grace. To him that works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as dead. So what you have done, you get what you have done. You don't go to work and they pay you at the end of the month and say, oh, these people have tried for me. No, it's there. But if they don't pay you, you can take them to court. But grace, you can't take anyone who doesn't show you grace to court. Because grace is, grace is not what you deserve. You don't deserve it. So I give it to you based on my will. Okay. So grace and mercy is the prerogative of the one who gives. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, you don't choose whether I should show mercy on you or not. You don't choose whether I should give you. I'll be gracious to you. I choose. But if I owe you and I'm paying you, it's not grace. Yeah. It's debt. All right? That, that, so look at the verse 5. Verse 5 then goes on to say that, now to him who works, the, verse 5, that, but to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted to him for righteousness. Right? So this Abraham was walking in a realm where his contemporaries were far from. That's why he enjoyed what, to the extent that, you know, I read earlier on about when Abraham, he believed God, verse 17, who, who calls the things that be not as though they were. Gives life to the dead, calls the things that be not. Well, now go to the verse 18. This is not part of Who contracts you, believe in hope that he may become the father of many sins, according to what was said, so uh, what was spoken, so shall I. Go to verse 19, look at verse 19. And not being with faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about how, how old? 100 years old. 100 years old men don't give birth. Time was not for him. But when you believe, when you are in faith, time is not a problem. <laughs> you didn't get it. You didn't get it. Faith is a realm changer. So before Jesus came to die, some people were getting saved by faith. 
and after he came to die, we are still getting saved by faith. So why don't you just keep the faith? Because the faith, it, it, that, when it comes to faith, the time is not, it's not necessary. Hallelujah. Amen. To the extent that old lady Sarah gives birth. And read your Bible. The Bible says that by faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive. When it was past age, age has to do with time. Hebrews 11, 11. <laughs> Hebrews 11, it said that by faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive. When it was past age. By faith, Sarah herself also Received strength to conceive, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Ah. So the word came. The, tomorrow is going to be interesting. The word came, and uh, Sarah grabbed the word, and and was and he grabbed the word as though even though she was past age, God told her you're going to have a child, and she believed, received it, and got, started getting ready for for child for childbirth. And so the thing didn't have a choice, it must manifest. She started living in the reality before the reality showed up. My faith says that it's the evidence of things not yet seen. Things hope for. Hope is away. Hope is not now. Bible says that what what anything you have, you don't hope for. So hope is, is something that is not yet happened. And so when God told her that you're going to have a child, she believed and, and received it. So she was walking in a reality. Suddenly, it neutralized the negativity of time. Amen. Wow. Wow. Time didn't matter. Somebody's blessed. You are not permitted to say, I'm too old to get married. I'm too old to have a child. If you want the child, I'm telling you what God's word is saying. Yes. Yeah. Are, you, are you older than Sarah? Uh, but in those days, that was, uh, the, the living conditions. Uh, that, that is when the, you see, you think it was those days that gave her the child. It was a belief in God. Just yes. a faith in God. So once you have faith in God, wait, you see, a time is coming. If Christ tarries, maybe 2,000 years from now, if Christ tarries, you realize maybe people will even be living longer. Will be living longer and to the extent that when they are um, 100, yeah, 120, they may be giving birth. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to paint a picture for you. And you, later on, they will be saying that, oh, in your days, you, because you are not too old. So 120 years, God has promised someone. The person 120 is about to believe God to, uh, to have a child. And you, today, at this age, you are saying that Osiris' age was, you know, he, their days are different from our days. I'm trying to tell you that faith delivers in any generation. Yes. Because guess what? As soon as you are in faith, you move up from the realm of man into the realm of God. So then you enter into the realm of possibilities because he said, with God, nothing shall be impossible. All all things are possible. He said, all things are possible for him who believes. I see it happening for you. I see it happening for you. By faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive and she bore a child. In her old, when she was past age, because she judged him faithful, who has promised. So faith is a realm changer. Abraham had it, Sarah had it, in spite of their age. They are telling now, nowadays things don't happen like that. Drop it. Last two months faith seminar. Did God say? Has God said? If God has said it, drop them nowadays. Bible said she judged. Ay, ay. She judged him faithful who has promised. She judged him faithful who had promised. So God, have you said it? Then that's enough for me. I'm going to walk in the reality of it. Yeah. And then the reality showed up. Thank you. So why are you not judging him faithful? And you are looking at the condition more than the, the, the promiser. Sometimes, when God gives a promise, most of us, our problem is we look at the promise more than the the character of the promiser. So you are considering, God said, I'm going to do this for you, I wonder, but this is not possible. You are considering the promise. Look at the character of the promiser. If, 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 If someone comes here, okay, right now, if Pastor Charles meets Richard Branson, 
As Richard Brasley said, you know what, I, there is a contract that I, I want to start, a project I want to start, it's about 500 million pounds. I want you to handle it, and the profit you get is about 10 million pounds. Would it be difficult for him to believe, Richard? It will not be difficult for him to But if that, that gentleman in, you know, who is living uh, in the flat, the 13th floor. floor without a lift. <laughs> and and they clamped his car. He was even asking you to help him pay it off. Now suddenly he's coming to tell you that I, I you know, I want to give you a contract. You're wondering. So, 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 you look at the, the one who is promising to determine how much you can believe the promise. So when God promises, you stop looking at the nature of the promise. Consider the character of the promiser. That changes the game. That's what Sarah did. Sarah judged him. Hebrews 11. It's a nice text not to forget. Hebrews starts with H. H. And then 11, 11. It's like very nice kind of stuff. Hebrews 11, 11. By faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and bore a child when she was past age. Why? Because she judged him faithful who had promised. See, who had promised. So her, her, her status was changed. Before she gave birth, her status was long changed. Before you buy that house, you, are buy, you bought it now. When did you buy that car? I bought it before I bought it. Now, but this, this, this one is not because you are wishing. How do you buy it? You just believe and connect your faith to what God's, God is saying to you. Right. So I spoke about how faith is a game changer, it's foundational in Christianity. And actually, one of the things I really want someone to know is that Christianity is all about faith. <laughs> To the extent that it is called the faith. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So I want to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say it again. Say thank you, Jesus. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. All right, let's start from verse 3 so it can make sense. As I, urge, as I urge you, when I went to Macedonia, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which cause dispute rather than godly edification, or that which is in faith. All right. Godly edification takes place in faith. So it doesn't matter how much we try and preach to you, you won't be edified. If your faith is not in place. Go. Edify me to build up. Alright. Godly edification takes place where? In faith. Alright. Which godly education, which is in faith. Verse 5. Look at verse 5. Verse 5 says that now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from a, from a sincere faith. So this whole thing is a faith thing. Christianity is a faith thing. That's why it's called the faith. Look at chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from where? From what? So, so faith is not just a verb. It's a noun. Depart from something. It's a thing. Faith. And that's talking about depart from Christianity. See, some people may call themselves Christians, but they are not in the faith. <laughs> they are not in the faith. So some people may depart, they will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrine. And you see that? I don't want to digress, but doctrines taught by demons. Demons also teach. And it's, you can you imagine if you don't know doctrine, godly doctrine? Demons will teach you. And you, you may... You may think, oh, those people who say it doesn't matter. Please, this is all teaching and teaching, teaching. Let's, 
is what defines how far you can go. Your doctrine defines your, your, your destiny. It's very interesting. All right. So, taught by demons. God's people followed deceiving. Uh, uh, they followed, uh, they gave heed to deceiving spirits and doctrine taught by demons. They, they yeah. One of the, doc- the doctrines of demons tells you to chop people's head if they don't believe in your God. Obviously, it's a, it's a clear demon. Clear demon at work. And they take joy. They are happy chopping the head. Ah, ah, ah. And they are chanting. They are chanting. Doctrines taught by demons. There are some, there are places even in certain churches and certain doctrines that are not doctrines that bring people towards God, but doctrines that drive people away from God. These are all demonic doctrines. But let's leave that. It says that when you give, if, if people, some people will depart from the faith. So Bible calls Christianity the faith. That tells you how faith is central in our work with God. All right? Now, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 21, when you look at the verse 21, it, it says something very interesting, the same thing about, by, okay, verse 20. Oh, Timothy, God what was committed to your trust. Avoid the profane and idle, idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Hmm. Someone say, hmm. They call it knowledge. I know so much now. I'm very enlightened. I have understanding. I'm well educated. So they say, they call these things all knowledge, but it's destroyed. It's, 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 Bible says that avoid the profane and idle, idle babblings and contradictions. <laughs> what they call falsely called knowledge. Now go to, go to the next verse. By professing it, these things that I told you to get away from, some have strayed concerning the faith. You mean someone say, oh, now they mean, oh, me, all this kind of tongue tongue things. Have a better understanding now. All this kind of check, 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 check things. It's not for me anymore. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have strayed from the faith. <laughs> They have strayed from the faith. They have left their wife. Now they are processing divorce before they are already living with someone else. And these are tongue talkers. And he said, what's wrong? He said, oh, me now this church thing is not for me. I play golf with some guys and, and every now and then we go and do reflexology. So, huh. thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now watch this. That's why we have to continue teaching and you have to be, be on your guard. Because you can be speaking in tongues today, sitting in church today, and tomorrow, depending on what kind of doctrine you expose yourself to, what kind of things you begin to give your mind to, you may... I mean, there are people who are in church and now they are not. There are people who are screaming louder than us. And by God's grace, I had the privilege to be born again a bit early in my teenage, in secondary school, and I had friends who we all got born again. I've seen people who have strayed from their faith. Straight from their faith. They say, oh, all these things. Because they gave heed to all kinds of things. Be careful who has been advising you. Be careful who has been. Some of them, they don't have faith. But they'll be telling you, this church thing is now too much. Don't you? Th- I'm, 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 ask me, I'm just advising you. You are not advising. You are trying to kill me. <laughs> you are killing me. Leave me alone. You are killing me with this church thing is too much. But you don't tell me this work thing that you have been doing and it's draining all your life out. This work thing is too much because you have been getting mad. You are, you are working. You are overworking at your age. Look at the way you work. You work like you don't have anything again to live for. And me, I'm working and I'm, I'm now pursuing God. You are telling me this church. You want me to be going to nightclubs and you are telling me, yeah, down now is a balance. You want me to be going to parties upon parties. We all used to do that. It never brought us any benefit. And now I found what is giving me joy in my soul. I found what is giving me faith. I found what is giving me security for tomorrow. And you have the guts to tell me this thing is too much. That means too much. It's too much. I'm going to church too much. We will sit home and we watch all kinds of movies and watch and watch and watch and eat and eat and watch and watch and afterwards go and sleep. 
just go to bed. Wake up late and we are frustrated. We are not happy. And don't you see the joy on my face? Can't you realize it's even affecting the texture of my skin? And you are telling me that I'm going to tell too much. Look at how stressed I used to be. And look at how stressed you are. We were all in the same hole. We were all in the same pit. And I'm not for Jesus. And I'm going all out for Jesus. And you can tell there is a difference between you and I. I am doing better. My future is secure. I have joy. I have peace. And you are telling me this is too much. You cannot take away my praise. You cannot take away my faith. You cannot take away my joy. Say yes. That's the song we used to sing. He said, this joy that I've got, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away from me. Don't let someone who doesn't know. The, the person may be well-meaning. Haven't you, some of you, don't you have friends or relatives who are well-meaning and have destroyed something important? They smash your TV or they, they spoil your computer, though they were well-meaning. They are downloading something and they crashed it. They deleted all the documents, all the important documents. They deleted it unknowingly because they thought the, the battery was just running, so they were turning it off for you. So, well meaning is not good enough. I, 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 re- I saw on Twitter today, which was kind of cool, but um, Mike Medock put it on Twitter. He said that Jesus Christ, even Jesus Christ, was not accepted by his family. They didn't support him. What makes you think that as for you, you can be doing what you said and your family will all certainly support him? Mike Medock said that. Go and if you follow him, Twitter, you see that. He said, made another statement, which is quite interesting. He said that, I can't trust anybody who, who, who doesn't have enemies. <laughs> that was a very strong one. If you want to please everybody, everybody wants to be your friend, then I can't trust you because you can betray me easily just to be the friends of others. How many of you know David Cameron has got enemies? Obama has got so many enemies. You know what I'm talking about? So why is it that you're trying to be the friend of everybody? You won't achieve anything in life. And sometimes you don't have to do anything for some people not to like you. They just, the sight of you offends them. They are watching you. They're checking all your pictures, but they're angry, but they are watching every time. Every time. That's a digression. But it's important to understand that faith is foundational. Other than that, some people make you stray. How many of you have tried to walk by faith and some people try to look down, marginalize you, and make you feel so sorry, make you feel so stupid? It even happens to husbands and wife. A husband is pursuing God by faith, or a wife is pursuing God by faith. Last Sunday, you heard the testimony. He said, my wife, sometimes even I was thinking she's going to church too much. Now, I've seen what her faith has, has brought. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, some people don't deserve to be your friends at where you are and where you are going. They can't be your friends. They may say all kinds of things about you. Don't worry. Let them, let them keep talking. Let them keep talking. Very soon, they will come asking you for help. Very soon, they will be, they will be, they will be fighting, doing anything to be in your circles. They will call, oh, I just, I just wanted to check if there's anything I can do for you. Hey. The same. The same. The same person. Who said you are rubbish? There's nothing good. Look at you. I don't want even to see you. Oh, get out of here. I don't, my, my biggest regret, regret is knowing you. Get out of here. Now I say, they behave like they've forgotten everything. <laughs> is there anything I can do to help you? I just, I just while I was passing by, I was driving by, I felt I should call you. He said, oh no, I'm fine. And he asked you, can I help you? Give him water. Give him something. Let him go. Is someone following me? Listen, you can't walk in faith and be a victim in life. 
You can't walk in faith and be a victim in life. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 14, verse 23. That's how foundational, fundamental, cardinal faith is in Christianity. It says to the extent that anything you do that is not in faith is a sin. He said, but he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he, uh, because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is what? Sin. Whatever for, let's all read that for, from the four, the last statement there. Let's go, the last sentence. Let's go. Let's go. For, one more time. For whatever is not from faith, some of you are not reading it. So, is it possible that you can be clapping and singing praises and you are singing in sin? Is it possible you'll be giving your tithe and offering and you're doing it in sin? Is it possible you are fasting? You'll be fasting and fasting in sin. You see how serious this faith thing is? Because without it, he said, don't bother coming to me. God said. He said, without faith, don't bother, don't bother coming. Hallelujah. What would my faith do for me? I'm okay. If we, we, faith is so important, Jesus is looking for faith. Faith is foundational. Why? The necessity of faith. Why? Because number one, we are saved or we are justified by faith. So to be a Christian, it starts on faith. That's why you cannot be born a Christian. When you meet someone who tells you that me, I was, I, I was Christian since I was born, it's clearly that it's not a Christian. It's not a Christian. The Christian Bible is talking. Bible talks about because you have to come by faith. You have to accept it by faith. There must be a time in your life where you you let Jesus take over by faith. We are saved by faith. Bible talks in Romans chapter 3, verse 21, talks about how, but now the righteousness. Let's look at verse 24. Romans chapter 3, verse 24, 25, 27, 28, quickly. And then let me show you something. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So usually we are justified freely by his grace. By said through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, who God has set for, verse 24, 25, who God has set for as propitiation by his blood, through faith. So this whole thing starts through faith. happens to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed. Verse, verse 27. So through faith. Verse 27 said, where is boasting then? It's excluded. By what law? Of works? No. But by the law of faith. Faith excludes boasting. So I know one can go to the next verse. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. So it's not so much what you are doing or what you have done, but it's so much how much faith you are putting in Christ. Once your faith is in Christ, you are considered in. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. Right? For it is what? It is the, the work of it says that for it is um, for it is the gift of God. How are we saved? By grace. How are we saved? Through faith. So we get saved by faith. That's why faith is important. Now the second point about faith, quickly, is because the just shall live by faith. We are justified by faith. So you come in by faith. All right. Watch this. Ephesians chapter two verse nine said, "Not of works." I just let I will backtrack a little bit. Not of works, not lest any man should boast. So you realize that it just opposes um, works to faith. It puts them side by side. Either works or faith. So you either come in by works, 
which cannot actually, Bible, because the Bible says that by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. All right? If, um, Romans chapter 3, verse 19 and 20 and 21 or so. So, by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. All right? For uh, we know that whatever the, uh, every man by the stop, no, verse 21 somewhere, the, by the flesh of the world shall no flesh be justified. All right? But that's not what. So, we know. So, you, if you go by works, you, you won't arrive. <laughs> Because you can't be justified. The destination is justification. If you go by works, you can't be justified. You have to go by faith to be justified. Now watch this. So when it comes to saving, being saved, it takes faith. Either you try, the option is faith or works. What does works mean? The good things you have done, the number of heads you have chopped, the number of people you have blown out apart, then you can go to heaven. All those rubbish. Is just, you can't. You see, that's the difference between Christianity and other religions. Other religions tell you that do good and you go to heaven. God says you don't have to do anything. Just believe in what Christ has done and you will make it. So good works can't take you to heaven. Good works. And your previous bad works can't stop you from going. Because as soon as you put your faith in Christ, all his work and his blood cleanses all the bad stuff. You appear in heaven, but you, you can do all the good works in, on, on earth and still appear very dirty. The Bible says that for your good, good works are as filthy rags before God. Most of us, we normally, it's human to attempt by works. That's religion. Religion is man's way of trying to get to God. Christianity is God's means to get to us. So now, you can't buy, he has, Bible says that for God so loved the world that he did something. That whosoever believes, then it can become a reality. So it's your faith that makes it work. Now, so when it comes to salvation, faith versus works. Now, after you are saved, you have escaped the works. After you, have, you are saved, the just shall live by faith. All right. We walk by faith and not by sight. So that is no works. It's Faith or sight to enjoy your Christian work. What is sight? The things you see, how things look, the things you feel, the things. Uh, every. So then you can be anxious. I like that. You can be a Christian and yet suffer the way ordinary people suffer. In spite of all the inheritance that God has for us, you can be a Christian and suffer like everybody suffers. But you have access. You have the opportunity to. To live the godly life, it's called the, the resurrection life. But how do you do that? You have to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11, Romans chapter 1, verse 20, uh, verse 17, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, and Habakkuk chapter, chapter, uh, chapter 4, verse 2. All right. So the just shall live by faith. We, we walk and uh, we live by faith. I like this one. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. It says that I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live. Yet not I. Yet not I. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by. You see that? I am crucified. There are two eyes over there. The first eye has been crucified. But I said, nevertheless, I live. Oh, no. This I live which you see. I live by faith. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So, actually, he said, uh, okay, let me read it again. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but who? That's very interesting. I'm living, but Christ is actually living his life through me. That's what it means to be born again. Christ is living his life through me. So it's not me. If you try to impress me, I'm sorry, I can't try to impress you. I can't try. Because I've been been taking over. I'm under new management. Someone else has taken over the reins. 
the life and the life that I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless, yet I live. He said, Oh, don't be mistaken, yet not I. I live, but it's not I. I live, but it's not I. Someone say, I live, but it's not I. I if you are not born again, nobody's saying it. <laughs> say, I live, but it's not I. I so two eyes. I lives, but it's not the I. This second I is Christ who is living in me. And so uh, you yourself, have you lost? I have not lost myself. And for Christ to find his expression, for me to let him feel out that, that life that I now live, I live by faith of Christ. I live by, by faith in the Son of God. That's how I live. Someone say, I live by faith. I live by faith. Say, I live by faith. I live by faith. That's, why, that's where the whole thing, the game changes. Can we live by faith? When you are born again, don't continue living the way. Ah, thank you. Oh, wow. Wow, thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, you know the problem. People get born again and they, they focus on, that's religion. Religion has entered us so much. We human beings. We focus on, now I'm born again, so I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't do that. Now I go to church a bit more. I don't do that. I don't do that. So then we, 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 get, we enter by faith, but then we continue just purely by works. So all your focus is how you are taking the boxes. Not how Christ is expressing himself through you. You are living for Christ. Clap for Jesus. It's very important. So, this whole thing is that just shall live by. It's a Christian walk. It's a, the Christian walk is a faith walk. If you try to explain it to people, they will laugh at you. They won't understand you. Praise the Lord. You live by faith. So, we, the, the, the just shall live by faith. Let's all say that together. Say it again. So we live by faith. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ. And the life I now live, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Someone say amen. Amen. And then by, it's very similar to living by faith. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 said, We walk by faith and not by sight. Be careful what is getting your attention. What did I say? Be careful what is getting your attention. If it's not word-based, you are in trouble. If it's not, it doesn't matter how good, how popular, how nice. Most of us live our lives based on popular opinion. That's a very cheap way of living. A cheap way of living. Not easy, cheap. A cheap way of living. You can't live based on popular opinion. Do you understand that? So sometimes politicians try to win votes by trying to make people think that they are living based on their popular opinion. But most of them don't believe a lot of the things they are trying to make you. And then now when they are in power, they, then they do what they, they feel they have to do. So you can't live your life by popular opinion. You can't, even if you have one child, you can't do what the, the child is popular with the child. So where did all this thing come from? You have to live your life by faith. So if you live your life based on what you see, you are going to be in trouble. Be careful what you are listening to. Be careful what you are beginning to accept. Many marriages have collapsed because of somebody got a wrong advisor. People have have left places of destiny God placed them because someone advised them. Some people have left certain churches they shouldn't have left. Others too might have stayed <laughs> where they shouldn't have stayed. <laughs> you know your spirit. Where are you supposed to be? Yes. If you're walking, you know your spirit. Don't live your life by popular opinion. Or you don't want to offend somebody. Or you don't want to. You know what I'm saying? But he said in Galatians, if I, please, if I want to please men, I will not be the servant of God. I think Galatians chapter 2 verse 10. So it's important. Don't live, don't live, walk by faith and not by sight. Be careful what you are looking at, what is getting your focus. It can destroy you. It, it, can, it, it can be the beginning of your misery. 
<laughs> Some people see a certain man or a certain woman, and they chose to go and go and hang out with the guy and start a relationship with them, and he began their misery. And after that, they have not recovered. Some have ended up in a mental hospital. Because of the guy they went out with. Everyone advised them. But they didn't listen to it. Base your decisions on them. That's why you can't afford not to read your own Bible. You can't afford not to read your own Bible. I don't see why you should be a Christian without having a Bible. How Christian are you then? How are you living your Christian life? Is someone getting what I'm saying? Am I talking to anybody at all? I want someone's faith to rise up. Rise above the levels of your peers. <laughs> Rise above them. Live above the times. Walk in faith. Number four, we, we are kept by faith. Kept by faith. First, first Peter chapter one. So number one, we are saved by faith or we are justified by faith. Number two, we live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Number three, we walk by faith. Number four, we are kept by faith. As long as you are in faith, you'll be kept. You're okay. As long as you are in faith. Sister, you're okay as long as you are in faith. Bro, you're okay as long as you are in faith. That's why the enemy will do anything possible to keep you out of faith. Once you stay out of the sphere of faith, you are in trouble. The devil, the devil gets the opportunity. It's the same. I mean, remember the scripture where in Matthew chapter 14... Verse 28, that was. And Peter started to walk on water. Isn't it amazing? Lovely. Peter walking on water. Human beings walking, human being walking on the water. Nice, isn't it? He started walking by sight. Started walking by sight. And what happened to him? He began to sink. I remember Pastor Wood's message, Faith Seminar. We walk by faith and sink by sight. <laughs> you are walking uh, don't depend basically, basically on your feelings our feelings are very unreliable your feelings are unreliable have you read that times you wake up and you feel very down and someone why is, I don't even know why <laughs> I just don't so if you are going to base the movement of your life on your feelings you won't go to work most of the time you won't go to school most of the time, you won't do anything. You feel like sleeping, so sleep. Ah, you can't do that. So, if you don't, if you don't walk by faith, you will have yourself to be blamed. Believe God. Tell someone, believe God. Jesus said, "Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in only believe in God and believe in me." Instead of worrying, believe God. God will take care of you. Amen. I didn't hear you say amen. Amen. We are kept by faith. And then finally, I like this one. It gets done by faith. We can do it by faith. Anything that you need to do, it can be done by faith. Amen. Anything that you need to do, it can only be done by faith. So long as God is concerned. All you need is God and all it takes is faith. All you need is God and all it takes is faith. So if you want God to be able to do it, what you require actually, it takes faith to get God on board. You want God on board? You want God as a team member? Just gotta apply faith. Apply faith. Someone shout faith. Faith. It says that this is the victory that overcomes the world. First John chapter 5, verse 4. It says that whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. Yes. Am I talking to an overcomer? Yes. First John chapter 5, verse 4. says, for whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that, that has overcome the world, our faith. I like the King James. Uh, King James give me the King James. He said, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So the faith you bring on board is what determines your victories. 
So is it possible that if you don't walk in faith, you are likely to be losing? That's why if you, if, if, if you were the devil, say God forbid, if you were the devil and your opponent is winning, what would you do? Is that, would you want to fight him directly with the weapons he's using or you just try and deactivate the faith? Why should disengage his faith? He doesn't have to do too much to defeat you. He has to find a way. It's like Achilles heel. That's all. The faith is like Achilles. You can throw javelins and swords. The guy can die. You can't kill him. But if you can get the heel, you don't have to do anything. Just get the heel and then you can, I mean, it becomes anything. Something said, if they cut off my hair, I'll become like any ordinary man. Now, in our day, if they get your faith, you'll become as cheap as anybody else. Stop complaining that this thing is not working. I've tried everything and God. Stop saying those things. Faith has already seen the answer. Stop saying that it's not working. You have the answer. And no, work in it. The devil will show you some raw things. He's just trying to say the trial of your faith. But he said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Even our faith. Raise your children by faith. Raise them by faith. Listen, don't keep them out of church. You'll pay for it later. Raise them by faith. Don't be gossiping and doing negative things about church and church people to your children. Call it down. It will, they will think you are a hypocrite. They are not interested. And they'll play it back to you. Someone say, shout, this is it. This is it. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Clap for Jesus. If you are not saved, you are not safe because life is dangerous. Life is not under your command. I don't see why I should end this service without giving you an opportunity to say, yes, Lord. Pastor, pray with me because I want to have this bread. It means I want to put all my confidence in him, all my hope in him. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is your genuine desire, just lift up your hand and say this after me. Say it genuinely from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I've sinned against you. I ask you to forgive my sins. Wash me with your blood. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross to save me. From today, I will serve you. I believe in you. I put all my hope in you. I put my faith in you as my Lord and personal Savior. I receive you into my life. I make a vow with you that I will serve you all the days of my life. Satan, get behind me. I don't belong to you. I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. Your word says that you know your sheep and your sheep know your voice. No one can come to you except your father brings him. I pray that let your grace be upon them. Help them to be strong. I pray that the grace of God will come upon you. The power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and help you to be a strong Christian. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.